New Vision is a church that places high value on Scripture. The Bible is made up of 66 books, and in this next portion, we're going to be going through a few of those books as a church family. We hope this tool encourages you and equips you to lead your life well. Thank you for joining us today. Hey, New Vision. This is Ben Curtis, campus pastor at Buchanan. And as always, I'm excited today to open scripture with you. You know, reading scripture is a lot like eating and drinking. We eat cereal differently than we eat steak. We drink Gatorade differently than we drink coffee. Why is that? Because some food and some drink are different than others, and therefore we enjoy them differently. The same principle can be applied to Scripture. Some passages we read are meant to be read and consumed in in bigger chunks, like paragraphs and chapters. But others are designed for us to sip on them, phrase by phrase. And today is one of those sipping days. We're going to see some powerful truths loaded in these two verses that I'm about to read. So let's read Isaiah chapter 43, verses 18 through 19. This is coming from the New International Version. God says, Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. God is speaking to the Israelites during a time of of transition. You know, in our Exodus series, we saw God's people enslaved in Egypt. But by this time, they're in a different situation. They're in exile. They're under the rule of Babylon. And as they look over their shoulders, they're they're missing the good old days. They're, They're missing those days when their nation was strong. And they missed their homeland. They missed their their temple and the stability that all of those things provided them. This passage was a timely message for the Israelites in their period of of exile, but it's also a very timely message for us because 2020 has been a year of instability, a year of transition and change. Change always has a way of making us feel disoriented. In fact, some of you might read that, forget the former things. You might read that verse and you think, gladly, I would love to forget all of 2020. But even if we could completely forget the past, and I don't think that's possible, uh, that's not really what God has in mind here. We all have joys. We all have scars that have been etched into our memories. And, you know, in many ways, those experiences have made us who we are today. When God says, forget the former things, he's saying, don't allow your past experience. Don't allow those former things. That can be good things. That can be bad things. Don't allow those things to color your perception of the present and your expectation of the future. He's saying to us, walk by faith, not by sight. To walk by sight is when we treat our circumstances as being bigger than God. But to walk by faith is to treat God as bigger than our circumstances. The problem is, it's not that we think about the former things. All of us think about former things, right? The problem is that we choose to dwell on them. And therein is the problem. Because it's so easy for Satan to get a foothold with just that one thought. And, And the more we dwell on it, the more we think on the former things, sometimes we begin to give power to Satan to feed us lies. It can dominate our thinking. It can just completely destroy our hope. So don't let your memory or don't let your past or don't let your former things 
hinder where God is taking you. Because in verse 19, he says, see, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. So even while Israel, when, when this was written, uh, they were you know, still being oppressed by Babylon. God was working for them in the present to secure their future. And I think that's a good reminder for us. 2020, listen, it has been a tough year, but God is moving and he's moving right now, not back in the past, not back in the good old days, not once things get back to normal. No, God is working right now, even as I speak, carrying out his purposes and his plans. And I love the question that he asks because I'm I'm kind of thick-headed and, and maybe you are too sometimes, but he asks that question, do you not perceive it? Do you not understand it? Do you not see it? I think the reason that it's so hard for us to sometimes see the hand of God at work in our lives is because our circumstances tend to make us look inward. Instead of looking upward and seeing God, instead of looking outward uh, and seeing others and seeing how God is working in this situation and that situation, I become so preoccupied with the most immediate need, which is me, that I forfeit the bandwidth for seeing what God is undoubtedly doing outside of me. So in your pain, in your uncertainty, in your trial, this passage is challenging you. Look upward to God. Look look outward uh, to others around you. Look outward even to, um, to other circumstances, not just inward at this one particular circumstance that you're looking at. And I think you'll be shocked when you do that at how much clearer that you start to see the hand of God on your life. The second part of verse 19 says, I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. That is so cool and so exciting because, you know, a wilderness is a place where you go to die. It's, it's arid. There, there's no vegetation. There's no life. God is saying, listen, when I'm moving and when I'm leading, I'll build things in places that people didn't even think were possible. He says, I'll put a river in a desert. I'll put a highway that leads to the middle of nowhere. God builds things in unexpected places. And if you noticed how God often puts us, he puts me, he puts you in positions where we are weak so that he can be strong on our behalf. He puts us in places that are incredibly difficult. He puts us in sometimes what seems to be impossible situations so that he can put his grace and his glory on display in and through our lives. The bigger the obstacle, the bigger display of his greatness when he overcomes. And this is what it means to live with the eyes of faith, perceiving your circumstances through the lens of who God truly is instead of perceiving God through the lens of your circumstances. I don't know where you find yourself, but right now you may feel as if nothing is going right in your life. and It feels as if everything is just stacked against you. This passage is a powerful reminder that you're right where God wants you. And because of that, you're right where you're supposed to be. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. God, give us the eyes of faith to see every circumstance of our lives through the lens of who you are. Help us to see that you are working in the present to secure our future 
And God, we pray that in this next year, that you would move in ways that we don't even know are possible right now. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow as we hop back into God's Word.